My name is Kevin Crow from Give a Mile, and I'm here to inspire you to go bigger with your dreams and goals so you can give bigger with your profits. Welcome to the Go Big to Give Big podcast, where we are challenging six-figure earners to become seven-figure givers. My name is Randy Mullen, and each week, my co-host Steve Arneson and I are interviewing successful entrepreneurs, professional athletes, philanthropists, and other high-performing humans that are inspiring us with their stories. We go deep into uncovering how they have become successful and why generosity is an impact they want to leave on this world. Our mission is to have you leave this podcast wanting to go bigger with your dreams and goals so that you can give bigger with your profits. Let's not waste any more time and jump right into it. Before we get started today, though, this is a quick reminder that we are launching our Go Big to Give Big membership. If you are looking to get around people that are more excited about talking about the impact they are making in this world more than the cars they are buying, then you're going to want to go check out GoBigToGiveBig.com to get more information and join the most philanthropic group of entrepreneurs out there. Now, back to the show. All right. I'm excited to welcome today's guest, Kevin Crow, to the show. Thanks so much for being on the show, man. I am super pumped, Randy. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be great. It's it's kind of interesting. I got uh, sent an article about your organization, Give a Mile. And one of my friends was like, this is exactly what you talk about with Go Big to Give Big. Mm-hmm. You need to figure out how to get them on the show. So I stalked <laughs> you on LinkedIn, sent yeah. you some cold DMs, and uh, ended up being that we've become pretty good friends now and shared quite a few goals and yeah. and, and achievements together and, and some fun stuff. So I'm excited to dive into it. So why don't you give us a little bit of background in, you know, who Kevin is and, and what came about on how Give a Mile was created. And then we'll dive into the whole principle and concepts around Give a Mile. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's an incredible story, origin story, because it's all about the power of the universe, right? The universe is this magical yes. mystery place. I strongly, strongly believe that. And I think you're going to believe that even more after I tell you the story. So the story of Give a Mile starts many, many decades ago. I, I was going to university and I was dating this woman she was a first year university student. I was in third year and, and she had come to university and had a, a heartbreak of a b- breakup, right? She had been dating her high school sweetheart and they had broken up and I uh, heard a lot about this guy and his name was Ryan. And the more I heard about him, the more I thought him and I would be really good friends, right? Like we, we would just get along the more she told me about who he was, but I never met him. And so then you flash forward, uh, you know, five or six years from that, my friends hitchhiking across Canada. He gets dropped off at my place and he says, oh man, I got this incredible ride. You would be best friends with this guy. His name's Ryan, Ryan Westerman, but never met the guy, right? And I was like, oh, I I dated his old girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, still haven't met the guy. Flash forward, you know, a decade after that or so, and I I work for a a tech company, you know, Give a Mile is my uh, passion project. Of a full-time job. I was at Longview pretty much since the start and we were growing and we were about 50 people and we hired our first HR manager. It was right before Christmas. So I went in to introduce myself and I said, you know, what are you doing for Christmas? And she said, oh, I'm going home to Regina. I said, oh, I know some people from there that she liked, like who? And I mentioned this girl I used to date, her eyes got really big and she said, oh, my husband's Ryan Westerman. So not only is his (laughs) wife working at the same company I am, but it turns out he ends up just living down the road from me. And at, this, at that time in life, we were both in the same phase of life. We had just been recently married or both had young boys. Our careers were really just starting to develop. And so it became instant 
best friends, right? Like just there as support units for each other and, you know, do the things you do, you know, play video games late at night and, and have beers and fire pits and deep conversations and talk about being a dad and parenting and built this uh, amazing relationship. But Ryan's story is going to take a left turn. Unfortunately, Ryan gets diagnosed with brain cancer and he ends up in an emergency room and I end up going to visit him in that emergency room. And I can tell you, we had the most powerful conversation I think I'll ever have in my life. And that was really about this man in his late thirties with a four-year-old son and his wife and what he came to understand what was going to happen. And he asked me and he said, Hey, Kev, I'm going to need somebody through this. And I, you know, for this, I got to put a face on for my wife and my son and my friends and my family, but I just need somebody that will be there and I can be transparent with and, and help me get through this. Will that, will you take that on? And I'm going to be honest, man, that scared the shit out of me. And I, at the time did not want to do it. Right. I was like thinking, Oh, I'm not the right guy. Can I do this? Am I capable? But thank God I said yes, because I spent the most incredible year with Ryan and if you want to get your priorities and understand what life's really about, hang out with somebody who's running yeah. out of time that's at the same stage of life as you are, right? Like, and he was a very wise and powerful guy. Like I, I share these stories of, you know, I would visit him on Wednesdays and, you know, he could no longer work and, you know, his health was deteriorating. And, and I came in one day and I threw my jacket down. I was in my power suit and he's like, what's got you so angry? And I'm like, oh, rush hour traffic and I'm late and all the accidents. And he said, man, what would I give to be in rush hour traffic on my way to work right now? Right. These perspectives. Right. And I remember him saying, you know, why wait to throw a big party for people to say nice things when I'm dead, I'm throwing it now. Let's have everybody in here. Let's have this incredible event, you know? And he also, when he got near the end, you know, he's headed to hospice and we realized there was no miracle treatment that was going to show up. I said to him, Hey, what do you want? Like, we can do anything. We'll go to Disney World. We'll do, you know, bucket list stuff. And he's like, Kev, I just want time with my, my wife, my son, the people I love. And, and I remember, you know, a couple of days later, seeing him curled up in his bed, watching Jungle Book with his four-year-old son. And just, he had a big smile on his face and he kind of gave me a wink, right? Of, you know, this is what it's about. And so through that journey, it ends up, you know, Brian has to go to hospice and, you know, we've got this four-year-old son running around in this. And we said to the palette of social workers, you know, what do we do with this little boy? And they said, wherever he wants to show up, let him show up. If he wants to be there, let him be there. If he doesn't want to be there, don't let him, doesn't have to be there. But whatever you do, do not talk in code or metaphors, be blunt with him. And so, you know, it comes to Ryan, his last day and the nurses are incredible angels and incredibly wise. And they're like, you know, Ryan's probably within the last few hours of his life. And, you know, his family and I'm there and his wife's there and, but his son's not there. His son's home playing with his cousins, but sure enough, we get a phone call and it's Talon and, and Tasha, his wife looks at me and she said, it, it's Talon. He wants to come up. What should we do? And I'm like, let him come up to see his dad. And I will never forget this. You know, I was lent over Ryan's bed and I was talking to him, let him know we we're going to be okay. And he could let go. And this little hand grabbed my hand and I looked down and these Talon's got these huge blue eyes and he just looked up at me and he said, Kev, what's wrong with my dad? And I said, your dad's dying. Will you, do you want to give him one last hug? And he said, yes. And I picked him up and I put him in bed and he gave Ryan this incredible hug. And by this time, Tasha crawled into bed with her husband and Talon fell asleep and, and Ryan passed away a few hours later. And so it was an incredible 
heartbreaking but incredible honor to pay witness to my friend, to pay witness to his life, to do that for his family. And I knew at that moment I needed to do something for his legacy, right? And something special. He was an incredibly special person. And so the thing I thought about was that power of that visit, just how much it meant to us and how incredible it was. You know, he had said everything we needed to say. We had just been open and transparent and, and just the power of that. And I live in Calgary and one in four people are born in Calgary. Three out of four move here. And so when we were in hospice, we saw all these people that were trying, you know, to get there to see their loved one who was dying, who didn't have the money to make a flight happen. And then I found out this incredible stat. There's $16 billion in Canada, just in Canada, $16 billion of travel miles or loyalty miles that sit in all of our wallets every year that go unused. I said, why don't we have people donate those travel miles, right? So you give a thousand aeroplan miles and I'll give a thousand aeroplan miles and we'll get people on planes to go see their loved one who's at end of life. We'll give that gift to people to have those moments that we had with Ryan. And so we did it and give a mile. That's what we do as an organization. And we are now at 1,040 flights. We've used over 40 million donated miles and it's been an incredible experience. And I just want to, you talk about go big. I want to make this idea so much bigger because there's so many more people that need our help. Dude, that is a lot to unpack there. What a moment in your life Mm -hmm. and what an incredible way for you to take one of the most traumatic things that you can experience and make Mm -hmm. it such a beautiful gift. And for your awareness to to pick up on this and, and be in hospice and see that, man, if we could just put some people on flights to come, you know, see their family. Yeah. I don't know if you know the stats around this, but what, so now let's talk about give them up. Right? Yeah, so yeah. We've heard what got there. I know how powerful the story was. That's why I wanted you to share it. Cause it's not mm-hmm. just like, oh, we provide flights for people. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. like the, the meaning behind it is so yeah. powerful yeah. for those last few moments in somebody's life. And if you can't get there because you can't afford it, that pain will live with you forever. And you Absolutely. felt that pain. So walk us through a little bit of the, the give them out. How does it work? You know, I'm somebody that's like, hey, I'm interested in, in give them out. I have some points on my visa. I yeah. want to support. But who do you support? What do they look like? What does the process look like? How do you vet them? All yeah. that stuff that goes into the principles of give them out. Yeah, let's start with the flight applicants first, and then we'll talk a little bit yeah. about the donation flow. So, you know, we're connected with the hospices, the cancer centers, the ICU units, and we work with the social workers, the spiritual care providers, the people that are talking with the families to let them know, right? Because that's where it's going to come up is, you know, hey, we we would love if dad could come and see our son or grandson or, you know, that's where the conversation happens. So they're reaching out to us. The majority of our flights, you know, 80% or so of our flights come through the social workers, spiritual care providers. We have a short application. It's two pages really explaining, you know, where you need to fly, who you're going to see, you know, a bit of financial vetting. And then all those uh, are medically confirmed by a nurse, doctor, social worker, right? Saying that, yeah, this is, you know, actually the case. We also have a flight review team that it quickly goes to. The flight review team looks at the application. And then when we say, you know, if it's a go, then we have a flight booking agent that works with a family to book that flight. And that's the families and off to the races they go. You can understand that time is of the essence, right? So we've literally, you know, had people that we've tried to get on flights within hours, uh, but most of our scenarios are the next day or, you know, within 48 hours. So we, we move quickly and, and we, you know, try to respect that for the families, obviously. I just want to pause there for a second. Yeah. So that's like, like 
that is such an incredible feat that is so overlooked, I bet. Yes. Like, yeah. You know, I, I get a phone call that so-and-so is passing away and I need to go spend some time with them. I have to fill this application out, get it to you guys. Yeah. And you have to put me on a plane and get me out there in days, right? Absolutely. You don't have weeks of these applications. That's right. So this isn't yeah. like applying for low-income housing where you apply six months later yeah. to find out if you get it or not. You guys are having to make really quick decisions and fun stuff very fast. Very fast. And we've got incredible, most, the majority of the team's volunteer you know 90 yeah. percent of our teams volunteer and our, our flight booking agents are incredible i can't say enough about them you know they are working you know weekends and and after hours to get these family members to the people that they love and and obviously there's always you know sometimes there's a bunch of logistics and you know flights change and all kinds of stuff and they just been done an incredible job servicing those families and looking after those families so huge huge shout outs to them the other thing you know when you look at the donation side of this. So if you have, you know, Aeroplan Air Canada is a huge partner of ours in Canada, right? So you can go to our website, giveamile.org, and you can donate your Air Canada miles and you can transfer them $0, 1,000 miles minimum, $0 fee, and 100% of miles go to flights, right? So anything you donate, go to miles, to go to flights. United is our partner in the US. So anything you donate on the United front, same way, go to our website. We also accept cash. So about we say about 12% of our flights are done in cash. That's because maybe there's not a flight, there's no seats left, or, you know, we have a lot of people that come in from rural areas, right? Northern communities. You'll see like a family member flowing down to like a, a Vancouver, right? For a medical emergency. And obviously that situation is not going well. And then we'll fly somebody down from a Northern community. So cash helps us as well. We are trying to get other travel miles programs on. So if you have Avion or anything like that, what you can do is you can come and pledge those miles. So you can say, I have enough Avion miles to do a North American short haul flight. Once we have a family, we will match that to your pledge. And then you book that flight and give it to the family, right? So oh, there wow, is the cool. way to do that. We also have a Flight Hero program where you can say, hey, I'm going to take on raising enough miles or money with my friends and families. And we give you a Flight Hero coach and you reach out basically through your social networking and you bring in the miles in, and once you have those miles, we connect you to a flight. And we, we're doing that right now, especially for our Christmas campaign, which we'll talk a little bit about. But you are connected to that impact. And I can't emphasize that enough that, you know, the story, you'll get the flight story of whether, you know, as a mom or dad or grandparents. So you'll know exactly who you helped and, and why they needed that flight. I got goosebumps as soon as you said that. I'm like, that's the impact that I want to know, right? If yeah. I'm donating my miles, it's like, is there, is there a gazillion miles that are just there and you guys have pulled yeah. them out? Like, no, you're making it very personal that yeah. these miles are supporting this family and, and tracking that back. Is that what I'm hearing? And then you're able to, to share that with the person that donated some miles? That's our ideal scenario. And if you run a Flight Hero program or you can donate yeah. to specific flights, absolutely. We do have a general fund, right? Some people just donate yeah. and yeah, say, yeah. hey, use it totally. as you see fit. But 100% of those miles are going to flights, right? We raise our operational funds separately, so... That is amazing. And, and you answered a few of my questions there of just, you know, what, what miles work, what miles don't. Yeah. And it sounds like you're doing that. And congratulations, dude. It sounds like you're getting some big partnership yeah. to, to be in line with Air Canada and, and everything yeah. they've got going on is, is massive to get this off the ground. I would love to hear, we're talking go big to give big now. We're coming up on Giving Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we're coming into the holiday season, which is the prime time that you're trying to support as many families as you yeah. can through the holidays. What is your big goal for Give a Mile? What is inspiring you right now? What's driving you? Where do you want to take this thing over the next little while? Yeah, my, I love big, hairy, audacious goals. I love the concept <laughs> of BHAG. And so my BHAG for Give a Mile is to 
do a billion miles in flights, a billion miles, right? We've done 42 million as of, to, you know, basically right now. So obviously a way to scale up, but that's my crazy audacious goal is that we would actually do a billion miles. Uh, I would feel really good about the legacy of Give a Mile if we made that happen, you know? That's, that's special, dude. And I have no doubt that you're going to hit that because this thing is going to just continue to have legs and, and continue to grow because it's such a good movement and there's so much good that happens with it for something that, you know, a lot of people don't use is, is their points on their miles. If you don't travel, but you get all these points in your visa, it's, yeah. uh, it's a nice way to support. It's a powerful option that people don't think about doing for good. And social entrepreneurs, I encourage you to look at this ecosystem. There's billions of miles. We welcome everybody in it. But yeah, it's something that, you know, I'm a, I travel for business. I, I had these miles and I didn't really think of them as an asset that I could make something so powerful happen. And I want to explain to people the power of these flights, right? Like, yeah. If you think of somebody in the scenario and, and think of your own situation, if you think of somebody you love very deeply, and if they were halfway across the country or halfway across the world, and unfortunately they're in the last days or hours of their life and you cannot get to them, what that would do to your heart, what would that would do to your grieving process. And then you got connected and you were able to have that flight. As one woman said to me, she, you know, she was in the last few days of her life and we were flying her daughter and granddaughter to her. And she said, Kev, if somebody walked in here with $5 million in a suitcase, it would be absolutely meaningless to me right now. The only thing that I care about, the only thing I want on this planet is what you're giving me. And that's the chance to see my granddaughter and daughter one more time. This is my lottery ticket, right? This is the biggest win I've ever had in life. That's the impact you make happen with these flights. It's incredible. If you go from, you know, one moment you think you'll never see that person again, and then all of a sudden there's a ticket in your hand and you're going to go see that person. You know, I got to tell you the story of, you know, when we were first getting going, I was calling all the families and letting them know we'd have flights. Right. And I remember called this, this one family. It was, it, unfortunately they had moved cities for cancer treatment for their young daughter and those cancer treatments were not working. And so they were looking for flights for their grandparents to come. And I, I reached out and I got on the call and I let, you know, I said, Hey, we got these flights for you. And there was this big moment of, of quiet from the mom. And I got nervous in that. Right. I just started like, Hey, it's legitimate. Like check your email box. And then I realized it had nothing to do with that. She's just like, Kev, there are no words. Her grandparents lived across the street from her. They were her best friends. They saw her every day. They supported her every day. They have not been with her and they need to be here for this moment. So the fact that you have given this to us is beyond words. I will say thank you a million times, but they just seem like such little words. And I realize in this moment of human community, human connection, that there is something really powerful happening for all of us that goes beyond words, right? As one woman said when I called her and said we had a flight for her, she was in her 30s, terminal cancer. She said, I cannot believe that complete strangers are doing this for me. She goes, my faith in humanity as I leave this world, this means so much to me. It has boosted it so much to know that complete strangers would give me this gift. Incredible, incredible impact from these flights, you know? Dude, those are such heartwarming stories. That are just like my heart's exploding right now. I'm going to pledge right now that I'll, I'll, I'll do a flight because it's just like awesome. those stories just get me, dude. There's no awesome. way that I don't yeah. want to help this. I have a business. I have some points. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm just sitting here thinking like, Man, 
oftentimes people use those flight points to upgrade to first class yeah, yeah, or, yeah. you know, get a little bit extra treatment. I don't, you know, yeah. typically I don't use them to pay for my flights. So I just get the yeah. from it. And I use them for like the bonuses in my life. Yeah. And I'm sitting here, yeah. like, what a bonus that I get to give myself that instead of sitting at the front of the plane, I'll sit at the back of the plane yeah. and I'll put a family yeah. to go see somebody. Yeah, it's like, incredible. Like, what a perspective shift yeah. that allows me to just think a little differently and support somebody in need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like the the powerful gift you're giving. You know, I, I because, it, you know, we're headed into the holiday season, I've said to people, you know, think of that best Christmas gift you've given. And, you know, if you're a parent or a, a spouse, right, just light up people's eyes and they're so excited. And, you know, you just know you've hit a home run and just the love in the room times that by 10. And that's what these flights are. You know, that's what it means to these families. Uh, I love this. And we could talk about these stories all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can just be inspired mm. and, and, and want to do more. I want to shift gears a, a tiny little bit. Yeah. And I want to talk about the nonprofit space. And yeah. some of the challenges that you face as a nonprofit, right? Yeah. Uh, oftentimes in the space right now, the one thing people want to know is where is my money going and how yeah. is it being used? And I think you've combated a lot of that on this call yeah. to share about what you've been able to do. Yeah. But what are some of the challenges you face? I don't want to say like financially, but just yeah. as, a, as a nonprofit trying to get off the ground. Yeah. Just to enlighten, a lot of people don't understand. They, they look at nonprofits and go like, I don't understand why they don't just donate all the money or why they need to yeah, have yeah. that or why they need all this other stuff just walk us through a little bit about that because i haven't had many nonprofits on the show so this yeah, is yeah. Be first for people to understand like you know what goes into the back end of a nonprofit and the work around it and some of the challenges that you face on yeah. The day -to -day. yeah so you know it's a great question and my day job i'm i work in technology and and so i use this analogy a lot if i look at give a mile right now where it stands right you know 1040 flights and you know 40-ish million miles used to me I have a proven model, right? There's nobody else in this space. When people say, you know, if we can't give them a flight and we have to say no, they go, who do I call next? I'm like, I don't know. There's nobody else doing this, right? And we, we've proven the demands there. We're getting, you know, somewhere in around 50 or 60 applicants a month right now, right? That need this flight service. And obviously we could only make that even bigger. So I have a proven model. And if I was in business, I would go to VCs right now and I'd say, scale me, right? Like, Proven model, proven audience, nobody in this space, invest in me and scale me, give up some ownership. Well, I don't know how to do that in charity, not for profit, because this idea deserves to scale. And the only way to your point to scale is I need staff. I need operations, right? Like volunteers are amazing and our volunteer team is incredible. But in order to do a 10x multiplier on the number of flights, you know, we need to build some technology. We need people in place, marketing, et cetera. And so that's my biggest challenge. And 100%, we want people to donate to the flights and especially, you know, individual donors and, and they're incredible what they're making happen. But I, we also just have an operational reality. And one of those things we did is we said, you know, when you donate to a flight, 100% of that will go to flight. So yeah. people don't have to question, right, what happened. But that just puts a challenge on our back end, right? The other thing you'll notice, I notice in charity is there's, you know, yeah, people say, oh, apply for grants and funding. That's usually very specific and it's got about a, a lot of ties to it, right? So, yeah. hey, you can only use the money this way or you can only use the money that way. And that's challenging for somebody that I would say, you know, we're pretty innovative, right? So, you know, there's nobody saying, hey, if you're using travel miles and you're working with people at end of life and you're doing flights, right? There's not a lot of categories around that. So that's my biggest challenge. And, you know, I, I say to people, like, I'm very, very proud that 1,040 flights have gone out, yeah. but I'm also, 
you know, not happy or satisfied with that performance. This is a 10x type of idea. And, and that's my goal. And that's why I, I say a billion miles, you know. Ah, uh, this is one of the things that I'm, I'm just exposing more and more light to and shed on is guys yeah. like you that are so passionate about what you're trying to create. Yeah. And and have a viable business model that works yeah. very well. It's proven yeah. you've got everything in the place. But the yeah. ability to scale comes from genuine humans that want to see Kevin grow and they want us yeah. to give him out grow, not necessarily directly impacting the families, but understanding that, hey, my investment actually is going to go into your organization. Yeah. Yeah. You know that if I fund an employee for you guys, you yeah. could actually, instead of doing, you know, I'll just use an example, but, yeah. you know, 30 flights a month, you could actually bump that up to 50 flights a month. Absolutely. Your money is actually supporting, you know, 20 more flights a month instead of just one person, you know, you directly. got it. You and, got it. And so many people look at that and think, oh, well, my dollar is just not doing the direct, you know, selfish yeah. ego. I'm not getting the, the yeah, yeah. goosebump feeling from my donation. Mm -hmm. But on the other side of it, when you align yourself with an organization that is so well dedicated yeah. and built, and it's not like you're a new organization that's trying yeah. to, you know, yeah. make their first donations. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You have yeah. a well-designed system and platform. Yeah. And that's why I'm excited to promote, support, and get this mission yeah. out there because there's tech companies, I would say, hey, let me go build you some technology yeah. for free. There's yeah, yeah. organizations that say, hey, we were going to make a you know twenty or $30,000 donation to a random charity that yeah. you know, doesn't really align with us. What if you put that over here and said, hey, use this for your operations, right? Yeah. That would drastically change, give a mile for the better oh, to support more families. It'd be such a multiplier. And that's why I love what you're doing and, and what you're putting out into the ecosystem and your community that you have, because really it is, you know, to me, having come from an entrepreneur background and worked in tech, that methodology and mindset on an idea like give a mile, to me, I need people that will support it, like thinking like that, right? Thinking about how do you scale things and how do you invest in scale? So that, that's our biggest challenge right now, you know? I love that. One of the things I wanted to touch on a little bit is yeah. just the fact that you and I have some commonality yeah. um, around endurance running. You know, yeah. we didn't know this. Yeah. We chatted for for quite a few yeah. times. And then you yeah. mentioned that you had done some pretty incredible running features. Yeah. I don't want to go too deep into like, oh, cool. Kev, you love yeah. to run. I get yeah. that. We're, we're yeah. talking about give them all here. Yeah. What I want to do is tie this back together. The yeah. one thing that I found is that high performing humans want to challenge themselves in ways that yeah. allow them to believe in their confidence and their ability to grow. Yeah. And I know you've done that through some of your endurance races. What are you finding as a direct correlation right now that when you go and challenge yourself for the physical fitness thing, A, does it build you more confidence to grow and scale? Has it had a direct impact in give a mile as you're out there? Yeah. Are you going to maybe do some physical fitness to raise some awareness and money? Yeah. Like, like, what does this space look like for you? And try and tie together for me the fact that you're crazy and running 200 plus miles yeah, 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 yeah. days and days and days on your feet back yeah. to give a mile and, and what that actually can do for you mentally, what that can do for the business and what that can do for you uh, in awareness as well. Yeah, for sure. You know, and just give some context. So some of the biggest races I've run is, you know, 268 miles on foot and center of England up to Scotland in the mountains called the Spine. And I did the Moab 200, 240 miles through the Moab deserts and mountains. And so, yeah, I, I like big endurance events, right? And people always say, you know, why are you doing that? And it's so crazy. To me, there's so much to unpack in there, right? There's this, I, I really feel that there's so much insights and wisdom through doing that. And the simplest way to explain it to me is it's my church and my religion, right? It's the place I go to grow. It's a place I grow 
to have discipline. It's a place I go to hold myself accountable, to execute on things, right? But at the end of the day, it kind of goes back to what you're saying. To me, any of those things, courage, tenacity are muscles, and you need to work them to make them stronger. And so to me, those events have been huge for building all those muscles in my life, right? The discipline, the courage, the tenacity, the ability to chunk things down and get through adversity, right? So when I take all those metaphors from those endurance races and I apply them to things like give a mile and I apply them to overcoming challenges, they're huge, right? And I, I can't say enough about that muscle. I, I just feel I would not be the same leader without it, you know? And, I, and obviously to do a race like that takes lots of hours every week of training. And, you know, sometimes people say, well, wouldn't you rather put those hours into something else? And I'm like, I don't think so, right? Because I get the return based on how I kind of am able to execute. The other thing I'd say, and you know, you probably done this too, is, you know, you go run for four or five hours, you put problems in your head and you, you know, (laughs) start to solve them and you start to have creative ideas and innovation. And, you know, I have my phone with me and I'll just start talking about things around what I want to do with give a mile and that type of thing. And the, the other thing I I will say about it for me, because, you know, my events are outdoors and they're outdoors on purpose. I love the mountains. I love the backcountry, And, and to me, you need a sense of awe, right? And I get that from nature. I get that from, you know, running and, and seeing the Northern Lights or, you know, paddling down rivers and seeing the mist on the river in the mountains and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and to me, that sense of awe is so, so important. And, and I bring that back, I think, to my life and my family and, and the organization. And I also, I think I take that from Give a Mile, right? It's, I always say thank you to the families when I'm talking to them and they say, you know, why are you thanking us? You know, we should thank you. And one, you're keeping my friend's legacy alive. That's really important. Yeah. But two, you constantly remind me of keeping the right perspective on life, right? And keeping me focused on making sure that I am deliberate in the life I live. So that, you know, I'll have days where I'll be like, you know, all stressed out about work or whining about work. And then, you know, I'll talk to somebody who's losing their child. And I'm like, you know what? These aren't problems. I'm, I'm fine, right? I'll also talk to somebody who maybe is the same age as me that only has weeks to live. And I'm reminded, hey, if you want to do something, go do it now, right? Like either decide to do it or don't do it, but don't be lying to yourself that it's all about the future. And so all those worlds have come together. And I do think in the future, I haven't historically done it, but I, I do feel that there's going to be some endurance events that are going to help me raise some funds for Give a Mile. And I'm excited about that and, and more flights out the door, you know? I'm, I love everything that you just shared, dude, and, and it's so special. And I do think that this endurance space is growing right now. Yeah. But, you know, two of my friends both just ran 100-mile races, yeah, raising eighty to $100,000 for yeah. charity. And yeah, it's, yeah. it cost them nothing, but they went yeah. and served. So if anyone's listening to this, it's like, I really want to challenge myself, but I'm looking for a bigger mission or yeah. bigger cause behind it that, you know, running a 50K or 100K yeah. or 100 miles, whatever it is, doesn't yeah. really, like, push you enough well yeah. what if you just listen to kevin's story and you said man if i could raise ten thousand dollars by running yeah. a, a marathon yeah something to challenge myself right now that yeah. could have a massive impact for an organization like give a mile and challenge yourself and make you feel really good yeah. about it, inspire you to become a better version of yourself and doing good and bringing awareness that's yeah. where i think this world is going to become so prevalent that it, it doesn't have to be just a race for yourself it can be a race for a bigger cause and supporting bigger missions. 100%. And I'll take that down to another level too. And I say to people, you know, I had a friend that got off the couch, ran his first 5K ever, you know, was overweight, lost a bunch of weight, got in shape. And, you know, he says to me, he goes, well, Kevin, it was just a 5K. And I'm like, it's not just a 5K, brother. 
by the way, I had built all the processes and the activities and the habits to go run a 268 mile race. I think in some ways, a journey from the couch to a 5k for someone who's inactive is a bigger journey, right? And you should be super proud of that. And you can do that for charity and you can tie a good cause into that. What an incredible journey, but the courage, the tenacity to go from, you know what, I'm sitting on my couch to pulling that off. Huge, huge kudos. So there's no just in these things. Go make it happen, you know? I love it, dude. This is amazing. This is like, I, I love these conversations. This is what Go Big to Get Big is all about. It's mm -hmm. just like, like going bigger, thinking bigger, making great things happen. Yeah. And I can chat all day with you, but we got to end this at some point. So yeah. I would love to uh, transition now, set the mood again a little bit. Yeah. And, and talk to you a little bit, you know, one of your favorite moments of giving something, yeah. you know, that I, I'm sure you probably have 500 yeah. stories or a thousand yeah. stories yeah. that are all meaningful to you. But is there one that in particular in your life doesn't even have to be a give them all that gives you yeah. goosebumps when you still think about yeah. it? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you one. And it's a bit of story. So hang with me, but it's, it's I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. So in the early days of, of give them all when we're in the first 20 ish or so flights, right? I got a social worker reached out to me and she said, Hey, Kev, I have this flight for this woman. She needs to go back to the Philippines. She has terminal cancer. They've stopped treatment, but she wants to go back to see her family. And we didn't know if we were going to do international flights yet, or we were trying to figure things out, but, you know, talked to the team and said, yeah, you know, we, we have the resources. We had a donor. So we're going to, we're going to make this flight happen. The woman lived in Calgary. I live in Calgary. She had, you know, basically sold all her furniture trying to, you know, make this happen. So she didn't have a computer. So I had to take her flight tickets to her. So I drove to her house, showed up her doorstep, and she gave me this incredible, incredible hug, right? Just wouldn't let go of me for like five minutes or so. And, you know, we had an incredible conversation. She said, you know, I, I, I'm flying to Manila, but then I, I've got to take a train up into the mountains where my family lives. And, you know, I've tried to explain to my mother and father, and I think she was maybe in her 40s or so, try to explain to my mother and father what the situation is, but they just don't understand. And I want to go back and see all my family there. And I said, well, here's your ticket. And she goes, I don't know if I'll make it back. Like, I don't know if I'm strong enough to make it back, but I'm strong enough to make it there. And she made it there. And I got a call from the social worker and I've owned, this is the only flight I've ever done it. She's like, Kev, do you want to come to the funeral? Right. And I was like, yeah, I do. You know, I, I do want to come to the funeral. And so I, you know, she gave me the date and the time and the location. I went and I went a little early. I'm sitting in the pews of the, the funeral home and I'm the only white person there. So it's <laughs> Filipinos, right? And somebody comes up to me and they're like, are you at the right funeral? Like, I just want to know if you're here. And I said, yes, I, I am the person I represent. Give them all. We gave the flight and their eyes just got huge. And they just said, you have to meet the family. And they took me back to meet her daughters who were just incredibly gracious and just the strength of them and so welcoming to me and just told me how much it meant to them. And you know, we we're all in tears and just like super, super warm people. And so then I went back and sat for the ceremony. And what they had done is they had Skyped her family in from the Philippines. They don't know I'm there. And the family says, we are so happy that we got to see her, that she came here, what it meant to us, for all the cousins, for all the people that love her. We can't put that into the words. It's the greatest gift we have. And then someone's like, hey, the guy that gave her the flights here today. And they're like, stand up. And, you know, they just gave me a round of applause wow. and love. And remember, this is within the 20-ish or so flights. And I just remember saying, I have to do this. I have to do lots of this. This idea has power, right? It, that is why I got taken. And I talk about the power of the universe. That's why I went to that funeral or was drawn to that funeral because it confirmed everything we were working on to see from that family what it meant.
And so that's the one that always gives me goosebumps when I think I, about it. I got goosebumps just thinking about that, just like the power of that, of like, oh, that's yeah. the guy. Like, like, yeah. wow. That, yeah. that, that thing you talked about, like that 10X feeling of like, yeah. your family are excited, well, 10X that. You yeah. probably felt that in that room. So. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I say to people, like when you talk about your purpose on the world and I'm like, there'll never be a moment when the sky opens up and a sunbeam lands on you and you're like, oh, I, like I'm 100% definitive. This is my purpose. But that moment at that funeral was that moment for me where you're just like this, I meant to do this and I have to make sure that's idea scales, right? Like, yeah. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. What a way to set us up for the, uh, the giving round here. Just some rapid fire questions around yeah. giving back. You ready? Yeah, absolutely. Who has been the biggest supporter in building Give a Mile? Oh, wow. You know, that's a great question. Oh, there's so many people. There's so many organizations. I will say this. When I first started the idea, I tweeted out, this is what I'm going to do. And I had my Aeroplan account. I was like, everybody transfer your Aeroplan miles to me and I will pay the transfer fee because there's transfer fees. Air Canada said, call us immediately. And then when I called them, they said, we love what we're doing. We'll set you up as a charity. People can donate miles for $0. Without that moment, I don't think Give a Mile could have got off the ground, you know? Beautiful. I love that. Yeah. What would get you more excited? Donating a million dollars to charity or spending a week physically helping others? Wow. I'd say right now it's a million dollars because of the, the potential scale, right? Like to me, I, I really stress that you want to get involved and you want to be with people and support people and see them and have that community. But the moment that's in front of me right now is the million dollars that allows that scale to happen. You know, Absolutely amazing. Who inspires you with their giving? Oh, wow. You know, there's, there's a couple organizations that I looked at when Give a Mile, when I said, you know, we're going to build Give a Mile and we're going to, you know, who's our big brother, big sister that we look at to when we grow up, who we're going to be. And there's two organizations. One, one's called Charity Water. Scott Harrison is the founder of that. It's an incredible organization. How he connects people to impact, right? When you donate, you see the wells, you can see the water coming from the wells. He shows you the volume. They're incredible storytellers, right? You can donate your birthday to them and, and make that happen. There's another organization called Watsi, which does healthcare and operations for people in the developing world. So you can save somebody's life for $400, right? A heart surgery or something like that. And once again, they connect you to the actual people. 100% of the donation goes to that surgery and they operate uh, separately. Both those organizations have been hugely inspirational and have shown us kind of the model that we want to follow. You know? Beautiful. A little bit of a business question here yep. as you're a business guy, but do you think organizations should start giving from the moment they start? Or do you think they should wait till they've had a little bit of success and get their overhead covered before they actually start building a, a giving initiative inside their business? I think to be a successful, you know, for-profit company, you have to be purpose-driven now. You have to be purpose-driven. So you have to work that purpose into day one. And if day one is I do not like capital is precious and I can't give capital, then it's about getting your people involved in donating time or donating some skills, right? Or giving to an organization, et cetera. To me, it's extremely, extremely important to be purpose-driven. The organization I work for on the business side, we're a hundred year company, hundred year starts today. We're never to be bought or sold because we believe if we can create an incredible place for people to have amazing careers, They'll go back into their communities and their families and make them better. That's how you change the world. So that's been in our DNA since day one. And that's not just about writing checks. That's about, you know, being involved in our communities. That's about, you know, taking on causes and supporting our people. So make sure as an organization, you outline that and live that from day one, you know. 
Amazing. What's the first thing you think of when you hear go big to give big? Oh man, the, the first thing I think about is challenging yourself to, are you thinking big enough, right? When people say go big, and I hear sometimes people talk about big, hairy, audacious goals, it's kind of like, I don't think you're thinking big enough, <laughs> right? I think, I think you could do 10 times that. I think you could do 100 times that. Now that's your decision, right? And ironically, I bumped into a friend of mine last week and he said, Kev, I'll never forget a question you asked me. He's an entrepreneur, he started a company and you know it was the early days and he, he was talking about things and he goes, you asked me, he goes, do you wanna be a $10 million company? Do you wanna be a $100 million company or do you wanna be a billion dollar company? And he said, you also asked me, are you here to be bought and sold or are you a legacy company? He goes, those questions always stick with me about thinking bigger. Those questions were given to me by mentors, right? About how big is big? How do I challenge myself? You know? Amazing, man. In one word, describe the feeling you get when you give. Compassion, you know. Mm, I you love know? that one. That's yeah. great. And I probably should be answering these shorter, but there's, a, there's an incredible book called Tattoos on the Heart. And it's about this gentleman He's a, a, a Catholic priest and he gets sent into LA. It's a true story. He gets sent into LA to work with the gang members. And he ends up staying there for, you know, 20, 30 years. He starts a bakery where he employs young kids and gives them jobs and tries to change their lives. And there's some God awful stat that he ends up burying, you know, 40 to 50 of these kids through gang violence, uh, unfortunately. But in that book, they talk about the power of compassion and true compassion and how not sitting in judgment with each other, but sitting community and being there for each other. And that's the feeling I get for sure. You know? Beautiful, man. I love that. The final question we have for the giving round here. Do you believe that money can buy you happiness? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think money's a tool. And like all tools, it's how you deploy and execute it. And it can absolutely bring happiness if you use that tool correctly. Like a hammer, if you hit your fingers with it, it's not going to bring you ha happiness. But if you build houses with it, it absolutely will. And so I think it needs us to have its own perspective on how you're going to use it and how you're going to be fulfilled. I think you've been around long enough. You know some rich people that are absolutely miserable and you know some poor people that are absolutely happy. So in and itself, it won't do it, but it's a tool if you use it right. You know? That's beautiful, man. Well, it's been such a pleasure having you come in, Kevin, and just share the whole story of Give Em Out. I just love it from start to finish, the impact you're having and where you're going to go in the billion flights that we're going to make sure happen. Yeah. So if people are interested in hearing more about Give a Mile or want to get involved or want to reach out, how do they find out more about it? Yeah. And, and it's a great time to, to be on the podcast because we give flights around flights away all year round. But during the holiday campaign, November 1st to January, we always do a special Christmas campaign, a special holiday season campaign. We're trying to do 75 flights. That's the biggest we've ever done. And so if people go to giveamile.org right now, they can donate on the website and you'll see the Christmas campaign. They can donate, uh, like we said, Aeroplan, United, or Cash, or Pledge Miles. But go to givemile.org. You'll find all the information there. That's beautiful, dude. Well, thank you so much for coming in. I've absolutely loved this conversation. You're inspiring all of us to go bigger with our dreams and goals so that we can get bigger with our profits. And I look forward to uh, watching what you guys do in the future. Love it, man. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for listening to the show. If you know someone who's an example of Go Big to Get Big, we would love if you could share this with them. We want to get our message out to as many listeners as we can, and it all starts by having people like you share it with your friends. Also, if you enjoyed the show, take 30 seconds and give us a five-star review. It's a simple act of giving that is free for you, 
helps us grow our message and in return allows others to find us sooner. And until the next episode, remember, always go bigger with your dreams and goals so you can give bigger with your profit.